I think that's a bad move. I'm a First Amendment absolutist. I believe in only two things completely, the First Amendment and boobs. And so once they made the decision that they were Wait, not going to say allow a conservative, non-sports-related commentary, they hi, couldn't hold on, do it hold on, hold on. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly as a woman anchoring the show. Did you say, what did you say? You yeah. believe in the First Amendment and BWBS? Boobs. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history, the First Amendment and boobs. <laughs> Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to the sick or not. The sick and wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for anti-social commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I am Harrison. Harrison, uh, I'm uh, heading to New York City this morning. Yes. The Big Apple. Hmm. I've always hated that, the Big Apple. Why do they say that? You Where'd that, that come from? I don't know. Actually, it's a good. I've moment. always hated it because it used to be an island uh, entirely filled with apple trees, orchards. That's that's why. Back when the Indians, no, I don't know. I'm just making <laughs> shit up. I have no idea. The, the big apple. Yeah, you're yeah. from you're you're from that area. You should know this. No, I don't know. All right, you know, I, yeah. I, who knows? So what, what? Why are you going to New York? There, I'm uh, mm. getting my ass tattooed. No, I'm finishing a piece that mm. I had on my leg that okay. I got tattooed like a year and a half ago. And uh, my tattoo artist mm. tattoos in, in outside of Amsterdam, a little town called Eindhoven. Um, great guy, Jerome Franken. If you ever want to get tattooed by him, you should uh, seek mm. him out. Uh, but he comes to uh, New York City like once a year for like a week. So uh, I got, got an appointment with him uh, this week. So there's no one in Los Angeles that can just tattoo your leg black? The only person that can do that is in New York? Is you that know, what? Believe it or not, okay. uh-huh. it's a skill okay. that a lot of people don't have. Uh-huh. So the thing is, this guy isn't just blacking out my leg. I mean, he's an, this is one particular uh, okay. you know, form of art that this guy mm-hmm. does. Like this guy, a lot of his uh, tattooing is, is typically the Marcasian kind of... Mm-hmm. Like a, like a tattoo like The Rock has, whatever that style is. It's mm. Polynesian. But I do a born in. That's the, that's what I get done. And this mm. guy's amazing at it. He's been doing it since the 80s. Like he learned from like going to Borneo and mm. learned from like actual headhunter dudes how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's the thing. I'm like paying this guy to design this piece of art on my body. Mm. So I can't really just go to just, you know, Johnny Punch Clock over there and ask him to do the tattoo. Why not? Because they don't, they can't design something like that, okay. and not to mention, a lot, like a lot of people can't mm. fill in huge chunks of black properly. Okay, because it become it ends up being like kind of faded. Like if you ever seen the tattoo on my back, I have to get some of that redone. I have not seen it. Yeah, um, but anyway, let's let's I'm, keep it that way. I'm fucking dreading it though because uh-huh. it's like the, this this piece of the top part of this tattoo, like pretty much is my whole right ass cheek, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna have to like. I guess like maybe like pull my underwear up into like mm. some kind of thong so my ass is exposed and it's a sarong like a yeah, yeah. like a sarong I don't, I don't know yeah. how they do it I don't mm. know if you have to take your underwear off mm. but it's at a place called mm. New York Adorned which I've never mm. been to but I, I guess it's a very popular tattoo studio so there's like people coming around looking at your ass and I gotta like walk around with my ass hanging out you know blood dripping down my leg yeah not looking forward to it and the worst part about it the very next day, 
I got to fly all the way back here. Yeah. Six hour flight. Well, you know, I don't know. It seems to me like like you're seem like a very even tempered person, you know, uh, reasonably together, at least compared to the people I know. Um, but I feel like one day you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go out and give it, you know, get, uh, get another tattoo. And it'd be, you're just leading up to the point where you're going to get like half your fucking face My blacked face out, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. I need to get Maori fucking, you know, tribesmen tattoos over half my face. It is important. That's to where boundaries. it's going. That's where it's leading. It is important to have boundaries. I probably and you'll just won't. Say, you'll act like it'll be the most normal thing in the world. Be like, yep, that's what I'm going to do. I know? probably won't do that because okay. the, the, the reason I like to have my tattoos mm. in uh, not inconspicuous places, but mm. places that aren't visible if I don't want them to be. Because that's the thing. Like at work, I don't want to talk to my fucking boss about tattoos. Mm. I'd rather them not even know. So it's like I wear long sleeve shirts covered over. So if I had a fucking tattoo on my chin, mm-hmm. there's no covering that. Mm. I mean, be more power to you if you like facial tattoos. Fine, go ahead and do it. I just think that's one boundary I'm not willing to cross. Right. You know, and I don't think I'm going to go there. Although it was funny today at work, my uh, my boss does know I'm tattooed, and I was talking to her about it. And then one of my coworkers is this uh, girl that's moved here from Romania, mm-hmm. like a few months ago. Um, she was like, I, I don't understand. Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, because it's like it's like body art, and she's like, "So are you a sorcerer?" <laughs> when she was asking, it's like she's like, "Is it is it a, a like a small piece, like a, a small drawing?" I'm like, "No, it's like my yeah. you know, it's like a mm. big thing." It's like mm. she goes, "How big?" I'm like, "What's?" She's like, "How many do you have?" And I'm like, "That's like my whole fucking body." All right, mm. I was just trying yeah. to explain this to her, and it was such a foreign concept to her. She's yeah. like, "I don't understand why anyone would do this." Like she mm. goes, "If you could go back in time, would you not do it?" And I'm like, "No, mm. I would still do it." Yeah, but uh, I was just trying to explain, and finally, I'm like, you know what? I don't have a good answer for you. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I have a pathology. There's something wrong with right, me. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a I body mean, dysmorphic disorder. You know, her parents probably, you know, survived Chochesu to fucking give birth to her, and she meet somebody like you. Well, you it know? is. It is funny because, mm. like, you know, living in L.A. or even New York City, New York City is fine, or London, it's fine. It's like you mm. walk around with lots of tattoos; it's not a big deal. Mm. But when you go like somewhere like Egypt or Israel or Istanbul like these people look at you like what the fuck is wrong with you right like you have dishonored your parents you've dishonored your grandparents like you can't even be buried near like a respectable human being yeah well I don't think those rules apply anymore to be honest yeah I don't since Actually, the holocaust since all of them you know well, I think they're pretty they don't care I remember know? asking my dad about or that or they just cut it said, off your fucking skin they'll just flay you yeah, my dad fine. said that wasn't that big of a they'll deal flay your corpse but Anyway, it's, yeah. So, I haven't you know. been to New York City in a long time, though. It's mm. been a while since I've been to New York. Well, it's like one of those things that's like people in third world countries don't understand, you know. Like, they probably don't understand, you know, they don't understand, like, weird fetishes, like pup play and shit in, you know, Egypt. Pup play? Yeah. What is that? That's like, you ever see the guy who puts on, like, a dog mask and then acts <laughs> like a dog? How is that different from horseplay? Other than the mask, it's sexual. And well, horseplay horse is kind of isn't horseplay horse kind of sexual? It's just oh, you you're thinking of pony girls, pony girls, yeah, yeah. yeah where you're riding horse the pony is just around when you're on the in the pool with your friends when you're a oh, kid. No, not that kind okay. of horseplay. I'm talking about like yeah. uh, when you put a fucking like hey boys, keep the horseplay down. Don't run near the pool. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, mm. we, have you ever been to the stock room? 
Yes. And stuff like. yeah. But in the stock room, they had all these mm. like butt plugs with like mm. real horse hair hanging out. So yeah. it's like you shove that thing in your ass and then you got a horse tail. Yeah. My, yeah, my ex had one that had a bunny tail or something, you know. So, so what is that? Is that like bunny play? No, I think it's just a fucking fun butt plug with a fucking, you know. <laughs> but that's the thing. Trying to explain yeah. this to someone, right. you know, in Romania or like some third world country where they don't have mm. time to engage in this type of fetish behavior. They're just mm. trying to feed their fucking family. No, their their sexual fetishes are like, you know, um, eating uh, meat with <laughs> under electric light. <laughs> that's their fetish, you know, like. Yeah, eating, yeah, eating hot food. Yeah. Yeah, prepared. <laughs> like eating a Big Mac. Like that's a fetish. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I can totally understand mm. it. But it was yeah. just funny to me because I'm just like trying to explain this. Like it's, you know, it's a cultural thing. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. Don't get that to you. It's a waste of time. Mm. You know, it's like whatever. But yeah, like I, I'm looking forward to going to New York. It's been a while since I've been there. I actually read that uh, cigarettes are like sixteen dollars a pack now. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Sixteen bucks a pack? I mean, when I left there, they were like twelve. You know, who's paying sixteen dollars a pack to smoke a you know, like to smoke cigarettes? You know what? When you're in a jam, you just do it. I've God, done it. I'd have to be wasted. Yeah. Probably like mm. at least like a gram deep yeah. before I'd be spending 16 mm. bucks. You're drunk. You don't care. You know, ah, man. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's what's terrible. $15 when you're drunk. What's well, the, uh, you know, it's the, uh, Jewish new year. So I'm going to, I'm going to be like the worst Jew ever. I'm getting mm. tattooed on like the high holy day. Rosh Hashanah. Of Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Mm. Although it's one of those days, like have you ever walked around, uh, uh, down on Melrose and Rosh Hashanah when all the, the black hat Jews come out and I have like, not. have you heard the Torah or have you heard the shofar today? Mm. Have you ever had that happen? No. And they'll blow the shofar right in front of you. Go do it. Why do you want to hear? Why would I want to hear this stupid ram horn? It, well, right? they'll come up. This is what will happen. Okay. If you're walking around, I was walking yeah. around with a girl, like this a few years ago. We were mm. walking on Melrose because I usually take the day off. I will of work. break it in half if someone blows a fucking now, ram dude, you'll horn see it. right These, here. The fucking uh, yeah. black hats will come up to you mm. and they'll be like, hey, are you Jewish? Mm. And if you're like, yeah, and they're like, have you heard the shofar today? Because mm. it's a mitzvah for them, mm. for every Jew to hear the shofar. Mm. And then you'll be like, no. And they'll be mm. like, okay. Mm. And they'll just go into it like, yeah. oh. Yeah, right in front of you. So I imagine I'm going to be in fucking Brooklyn. Hmm. There's probably going to be a million of them around. Well, yeah, I mean, the Hasid's always, I've never seen them with a horn, but they do come up to you and ask you, are you Jewish? And I always just say no. Because as far as they're concerned, I'm not. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. neither am I. But I would, mm. would, would you be like, it's a weird question anyway. Yeah. I, or I'm just like half. And they're like, what half? I'm like, the shitty half, asshole. That's what half. <laughs> The fucking, the half that's afraid of its own fucking shadow and has psoriasis. That's what half, you fucking mutt. Yeah, what if they let you, you know? blow their shofar, though? Will you do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What if they have a shofar sharing service, mm. like an app? Okay. You can be like, I want to share your shofar. Yeah. Yeah, I'll maybe. do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my clever segue into mm. uh, this news story that I read today. That I was thinking, like, this would never happen in the U.S. Uh, did you hear about the sex doll sharing service that's been banned in China? I did hear about this, yeah. It's crazy. It's like China is banning everything. Yeah, they, they did also, you say uh, Bitcoins, They right? shut down the Bitcoin exchange. Well, what's up with that? I why, had to why, sell why my remaining uh, holdings in uh, cryptocurrency because they, they shut it down. I mean, did it crash the market? Did the value just plummet? It did. Uh, it did. I mean, I got rid of myself before it. 
before it went down but um uh yeah. so are you out of the whole bitcoin uh world it seems like like they they also got rid of uh, initial coin offerings um which like all the altcoins where you could actually make good money when they went up and down and stuff like the penny stocks yeah like the the weird uh other currencies that is kind of going to go away and that's kind of where you can make the money, you know. That's kind of where you can trade on a daily basis. So, so wait, wait, what's the reasoning behind uh, banning bitcoins? Because um, they can't control it, you know. Um, and there's there's still shit to be worked out. Like it still can be used for like its main. If you look at Bitcoin, like the main benefit of it is that it's untraceable. So it's great for money laundering. Oh, so yeah, yeah, It's yeah. great so for it's fucking, anonymity. you know, it's, yeah, sex it's trafficking and drug selling and, you know, uh, uh, black marketplaces and shit like that. You know, that's still the main thing. Hmm. So until, I mean, everybody's talking about trying to regulate that shit now. I'm surprised, like, I'm surprised Russia isn't just like, we're going to become Bitcoin capital of the world. Uh, they kind of have done that. Yeah, I mean, because Ethereum, it's like anything goes over Ethereum there. Ethereum was largely Russian-backed. Um, where where did Bitcoin itself start? This weird um, uh, Chinese guy who I think killed himself. Hmm. Uh, he was like Hatoshi or something. He, he There's a documentary about him. He's really fascinating because people didn't know. People people had no idea uh, like who the fuck did it, and then they found out, and it was this guy, and it was like shrouded in fucking you know mystery. Very strange. Hmm. Very strange. So that guy died, and then, but yet, Bitcoin. He started Bitcoin, and 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 do people use trade? Like, were people trading Bitcoin in China? Um. Well, here's what happened. Oh, Satoshi Nakamoto. Maybe he's not dead. Okay, it's the name of the unknown person. Uh. Still, they're not really. Sh they're still like unclear as to whether he's a real person or not. There's so many legends about him, you know. He's like Rodriguez, you know. It's like, <laughs> did he, did he kill himself on stage? Nobody fucking knows what his deal is, you know. But um, no, what happened was, you know, Bitcoin was like largely used for Silk Road and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then around say like 2000, 2009, around 2012, right? Chinese investors started buying a fuck ton of it. That's when it went up to like fourteen hundred dollars. And and I had a bunch of friends that just like all of a sudden had like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds and thousands of dollars, your yeah. coins? Yeah. Because so why remember, are you still doing this podcast? It used to be like $20. I you said, I've it? had friends oh. of mine, oh, you had friends. I thought you said you've Not had me. coins. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. We're doing yeah. a Patreon? No, I'm a hard luck <laughs> son of a bitch. You don't think, you know. Uh, mine was seized by the federal government. So, you know. The yeah. government, the federal government seized my Bitcoin. Well, they China seems to be banning everything these days. Yeah, they are. I, I read that uh, they banned a sex doll sharing service, which actually I kind of agree with that. I don't think you should have that. It seems like a great way to come up, like to breed a new STD. You That's know, what like, I was there aren't thinking. enough STDs. Let's make another one. Let's breed Some another kind one. Kind of weird, like Far yeah. East SARS looking thing. Like fungi based. Mask. You know, it's like a fungus. You got to wear one of those SARS masks yeah. on your testicles. <laughs> yeah, I know. I read about this and I was like, yeah. "That's not even the reason why they banned it." Mm. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So, a sex doll sharing service called Touch, which is a, kind of a great name for yeah. a sex doll sharing Pretty service. Good. Uh, they've been banned just four days after they launched in Beijing. Hmm. Um, Touch says, we're sorry to announce that we will suspend the operation of its girlfriend sharing service. Um, that's what the developer said. They're suspending the operation of their girlfriend sharing service. 
Um, I like how they apologize for it, though. Yeah. So I came out four days, and they're like, we're sorry, but we're suspending it because mm. a lot of people are upset about it. Did you read about that app that uh, the, the, these developers from Google made called Bodega? No. So, like, mm. in China, they're apologizing for making a girlfriend-sharing sex robot service. Yeah. You know, sex doll <laughs> service. Whereas here, what they're trying to do is replace Bodega's. Like, you know, those little uh, corner markets that they have in uh, in large cities like New mm. York. They don't really have bodegas in L.A., but New York City, mm. it's like, you know, every corner, there's like a couple bodegas. Mm. Go in there in the middle of the night, you get your cigarettes for $16 and your uh, bagel with cream cheese. Mm. But it's great. I love those bodegas. Instead, so what they're planning on doing is they're like, oh, we're going to replace you with a fucking vending machine that you could use an app on your phone to buy things with. The tech industry's main thing is basically to like mildly enhance uh, convenience existing by, technology by you know by uh expounding human misery essentially like oh you drive a car we don't need you to drive a car anymore <laughs> asshole you know like fuck you guys well yeah. that's the thing with the, the bodegas yeah. and, then, and then to have the chutzpah to take mm. the name bodega yeah so we're going to replace you mm. with this inanimate object this machine and then we're going to take your name. Yeah. You're the name of these like Latin immigrants gave their stores. Mm. Uh, anyway, the uh, internet was outraged. Everyone's like, oh, that's terrible. And so they apologize for it. Whereas in China, people are outraged because people are sharing each other's sex dolls. China. China. Mm. Um, they launched a service last week uh, revealing five life-size silicone dolls that users could rent for $45 a day. So 50 hmm. bucks a day, that's 298 yuan a day. Yuan. How long are these dolls? How, how long are these dolls? How much, how much do they cost? <laughs> well, to, to actually get a buy doll? One, yeah, to yeah. buy one, it so, costs about 10,000 yuan, which is $1,500. Those must be some good ones, man. Because $1,500, we were... though. That's not that bad. I mean, compared oh, to I real dolls. $5,000. No, uh, $1,500. $1,500 American, 10,000 yuan. Oh, so those Just aren't even buy that it. good. Yeah. It doesn't make any it doesn't make financial sense to rent one. But really, not to mention, why know? would you rent one? Yeah. I guess maybe so you can go fuck a you know, different ones. Yeah. From a I mean you, you fuck it what? How many times in a day can you fuck the fucking thing? You know? I, 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 so it was allowed users to rent the sex yeah. dolls, including Hong Kong, Russian, Chinese, and Korean dolls, as well as an mm. Amazon like Wonder Woman doll with a sword and a shield. Looks eerily similar to Gal Gadot. I'm interested. I'm, I'm, uh, now <laughs> I like I'm, how your now, ears kind I'm, of perk up. You're like, tell me more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd huh. like to hear more about that. Well, I didn't hear about this one. That's, yeah. huh, okay. Yeah, yeah. the, uh, um, yeah, that, that one's supposed to be kind of popular. The Ann Coulter doll, though, apparently didn't sell very well. I'm not D, sure why. Come on. All right. Would you bone one, though, if you could get an Ann Coulter doll? Just to do it? Yeah, if I, had, if I didn't have to pay any money and they're like, here. Yeah, if, you know, like if someone's like, hey, we yeah. made an Ann Coulter doll for you. It's a yeah. real doll. It's got intact, like, real fem female genitalia. Yeah. Just try it out. Yeah. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having that. <laughs> I would have it in my house. Mm. Think of how funny that would be just mm. to drive around mm. with it. You like Atlas Shrugged, baby? Huh? You like that book? <laughs> mm. You know, like, that's... <laughs> but so, yeah, like, so the whole thing, it's like... They, they, they were touting these sex dolls as objects that could be used for short-term companionship, not long-term. Not long-term. Okay, got Too it. Too expensive for long-term. They don't like commitments. Um, but yeah. then they decided to ban it, hmm. just like that. Not because it's a, it's a hygiene issue, you know, that you're going to 
you know, you're going to uh, germinate some kind of sex disease. Some kind um, of like STD you've never heard of. Fungi, homunculus. You know, it's not good. And th- that's it's the other thing, time. too. Like, would you trust, like, I don't trust a bowling alley to clean their bowling shoes right, yeah. when I go there. Yeah. Like, that skis me out. That's one of the reasons I don't like bowling. Well, I don't know if the insides of these things are anything like my fleshlight, per se, you know, but the, the, the type of latex or whatever the fuck the material is inside the, the fleshlight, it's hard to really fully clean it well. You know, because you can't use soap. You got to just use water. And it's like, it doesn't, the surface of it, you, you can't really fully clean it. You can I, never really fully clean it. I think the people who are working the stores mm. where you're renting, like the blockbuster of Chinese sex dolls, mm. I don't think they're really going to go in there and be like, yeah, we're going to give this a thorough cleaning. I think they're just going to be like, yeah, a little wet wipe here, yeah. back on the shelf. It's disgusting. So that's not the reason why they banned mm. it. They banned it because they thought that it was a bad influence on society. Hmm. A bad influence. I mean, I guess you could use a condom to fuck it, but it's like, what if, what if we lose a war? Now we're putting on <laughs> condoms to fuck our sex robots? What's going on here, guys? They're even, they're, these are you sex know? dolls, not right. even robots, okay. unfortunately. Um, I think that's that's going to come here, okay, a couple yeah, of years yeah. early here. Oh, it's going to come, all right. you just don't share sex toys. Like, yeah. I would never, I mean, would you ever loan somebody your fucking fleshlight? No. You don't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. I've heard of, uh, have you ever heard of uh, any girls that would, uh, that use their mom's vibrator? I dated no. a girl in uh, high school that did. Mm. And I remember being like, why would you do this? Yeah. Like, that's just kind of gross. She's like, I washed it first. Because she's like, I couldn't buy one. I wanted to try it out. I guess. I mean, I, you know, yeah, look, I've reused things, you know? Yeah, but I'm saying if you found your dad's fleshlight, would you have been like, yeah, I'll give this a whirl? Oh. <sighs> No. <laughs> Take it for a test drive. <laughs> That's the same thing with fucking Ugh. these sex dolls. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. Um, the company said it would refund all deposits and return double the fees paid as damages. Ah. But they, they clarified at the end. They said sex itself is not vulgar. Okay. So I think it's kind of cool. Thanks for... Okay. Mm. But apparently in Asia, that's like... They're like into this whole like artificial sex doll thing right um sex robots and lifelike sex dolls are becoming increasingly advanced in asia yeah and they're far more prolific in society than people realize mm-hmm. so i think it's becoming normalized there yeah because well, if you think about china is, is don't they have like a shortage of females yeah and it's like i mean it's the perfect gift for the uh the soul deadened asian executive on the go you know, yeah, I mean, he could just fantastic. come back and he's got yeah. the sex doll. He doesn't right. have to spend any money on it. Right. He can fuck it. Doesn't give him any back sass. Uh, this uh, guy here, I think we should get this guy in the podcast. He's a professor of artificial intelligence and robotics at the University of Sheffield. Noel Sharkey. We have any English listeners that know this guy? Hook us up. He said sex robots had a number of ethical implications. One example is using the robots as a kind of preemptive measure against rape. The idea is robots would resist your sexual advances so you could just rape them. Rape them all you want. Uh, some people say it's better that they rape the robots than raping real people. However, there's other people saying this would just encourage people to rape more. Rape everybody. I don't think it would be a deterrent. The rape robots? Yeah. No, because it won't satisfy the, the people that have an urge to do that. It will not satisfy them. Well, maybe. You know? But what if yeah. the rape robots like rip their genitals off? Then... Then that solves the problem. 
you know <laughs> it's just like forcible castration yeah then it's like, like well, you know he ripped my she ripped my genitals off it's like well i don't know you know like i wonder if there's like you know several degrees of like you know sex under duress like rape rape type of sex like violent sex where they're like okay this is fine it's permissible but once you pass that one threshold yeah. it just rips your genitals right off yeah and then you're done no more raping ever well i mean if it's you know well, it cauterizes the root wound with its laser yeah. eye. We've all so seen Battlestar Galactica. We all know where this goes. The where this Cylons, ends. yeah. yeah. That mm. one Cylon was pretty sexy, though. Trisha Helfer. The blonde Cylon, yeah, is that yeah. her name? Yeah. And then, of she course, would rip your dick off if she wanted to. Xena, Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah, she was yeah. Another one. She was also another yeah. one. The guy from uh, Dean Stockwell. You know, everybody wants to fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. From, uh, <laughs> he Quantum was a sex Leap. robot? He was a Cylon. Oh, okay, but that, I mean, they weren't any, sex robots. They were like battle robots. Look, anything's a sex robot. Any robot is a sex robot if you want it to be. Okay. Well, they said that if some of think, these robots look yeah. incredibly human. They are, they're also able to perform mm. an increasing number yeah. of sexual acts, including fellatio mm. and thrusting with a fake penis. So you can get sodomized by one of these things if you wanted to. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I can get... You're telling me I can get Wonder Woman... <laughs> And I can have sex with it, and then it can fuck me afterwards. Yeah, I wonder if you can get like a like a penis attachment for Wonder Woman, so you could, you can make her into a chick with a dick if you wanted to. That's great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, would you go back to human females after that? See, that's a tricky. That's yeah. That's a tricky bit that, of business. That's a question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know one guy that uh, that wouldn't go back to human females if he can get a uh, a uh, sex robot that would sodomize him. I would say John Steele. Ah. I think that guy. I could see that guy if you can get a sex robot that would just be his companion and just not even really say anything to him. Yeah. And uh, allow him to drink as much whiskey as possible and just yell racist things mm. nonsensical racist statements here, here when's the last time he has had sex with a human female I think like he always said whenever I ask him about it he's like well I remember back in 1994 yeah. it's been a long time I think he would avoid yeah. all human contact yeah. if he could Yeah, but I mean he has to have a day job anyway back when the spin doctors still <laughs> were releasing singles <laughs> I wonder if you can get like a spin doctor sex robot oh yeah like the lead singer <laughs> With his stupid fucking hat. <laughs> that dumbass hat. Oh. God, I hate that band. Jesus. Anyway, we have Festival of Steel coming up next. Uh, we have phone calls after that. It's episode 602 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, before we get to uh, our, our little chat here, the first rant with John Steele, uh, here's a word about Patreon. The Sick and Wrong Patreon. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, 
My sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horseshit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Hello? Steel. D. Hey, hey, what's cracking there? Um, so I know uh, we're on a time limit here. You're having an Emmys party or something tonight? Is that why we need to have a hard stop at five? Uh, yes. In fact, uh, I didn't even know the Emmys still existed <laughs> until you just mentioned it. Is that still in a? Is that still a show? Is that still an award show that they actually have? Do people you know, actually? If one thing that people, uh, celebrities love in L.A., they love to fucking pat the, each other on their back. So there's an award show for fucking everything. I'm surprised there is an award show for the feces that they made this morning. It's. I know they've added award shows over the years, like the MTV Movie Awards and the MTV Music Awards. The and then they have like awards. The, the, and... Yeah, the Music Awards now have like the Country Music Awards and they have the Grammys and then they have whatever and then the when the Emmys, oscars, oscars they have some other thing like the golden, the golden Globe awards or golden something Globes. you, you, it, you it, know why i hate all of them it means like tonight i can't go across town like if i want to go get a pizza in hollywood i can't do it if you want to order a pizza in hollywood you can't do it because traffic's that bad Oh, I imagine. It's, I mean, LA traffic's bad enough as it is, but then when you get all the celebrities yeah. concentrated in one ropes. place at one time, yeah, oh, it's that's got to be horrendous. Oh, it's it, the it worst. sounds miserable. And I always forget about it. The next thing you know, I'm just stuck in the fucking highway. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, it's the Emmys. I'm like, God damn it. But damn is them. the Emmys really today? Is yeah, that... it's, it's tonight. That's why uh, I, I know the real reason is is uh, is the Los Angeles or that not the Los Angeles Oakland Raiders. I was about to say Los yeah, Angeles soon to be Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, and <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's but up with the, that? So is it two years they're moving to Vegas? Uh, it's either 2018 or 19. I'm gonna say 19. So I think it's I think it's not the following season, but the season after that. But I could be wrong. I know it's it's coming up. I mean, they're not going to be in Oakland very long. Uh, I was hoping very much longer. I was hoping they come down to L.A. so we could have three football teams. Well, that's the thing is they, you know, they the Raiders were in Los Angeles from eighty two to ninety four. They moved to L.A. and then they moved back to Oakland. Was that? Correct me if I'm wrong, but was that the Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen? Yeah, yeah, Bo Jackson never played for the Oakland Raiders. He only played for the L.A. Raiders. So did Howie. I think Howie Long only played for the L.A. Raiders, too. There's a lot of guys that never played for Oakland, uh, the Oakland Raiders. They only played there during the time they were in L.A. But they actually won a Super Bowl just a year after they moved to L.A. And, you know, they won the Super Bowl. They added Marcus Allen and Howie Long and Jim Plunkett. But then a couple years after that, their team kind of turned to shit. 
and the record wasn't very good, and they struggled pretty much the remainder of the time they were in L.A., and they, they were playing in the L.A. Coliseum, which seats 100 fucking thousand people. Well, you'd see a game or whatever, and it'd be half full. You know, when you have a 100,000-seat stadium and you only got forty-five or 50,000 people in there. You're not making empty. any money. That's, that's crazy. So, Although, I remember from Tecmo Bowl on the old Nintendo. Remember, you mm-hmm. can play Tecmo, fucking Bo great. Jackson, and he just runs circles around everybody. Yeah, well, Tech Mobile, you only had four plays on offense and four plays on defense. You had to, you, those were, you only had four plays you could run. And I think on Oakland's, and it depended on what, they, and not only that, but they didn't have every NFL team. They only gave you like, no. you could only choose from like 12 NFL teams that were on, well, I that think were they released, at the time. They released other additions that had more teams, but the one I'm talking about had like, yeah, like 12 teams. Yeah, you're talking about, I'm talking about the original year that it Tecmo. came out. Tecmo, and, Tecmo, and Tecmo that was very football, limited. Yeah. You had four plays. You only had like 12 teams you could use, and they based your play selection on kind of the the personality of the team. Like the 49ers who had Joe Montana at passing. the time, they were a heavy passing team. So you'd get like three passing plays and one run play. Whereas the Raiders, they had both Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson in the backfield, so you could run either one of those. So you had like three running plays and one pass play. It was absolutely absurd, but you'd <laughs> sit there and play it for five hours at a time. Are you know, a good time. I, I recall from, uh, I think we were, I was in high school back then, coming over to your, your place when you still lived with your parents, because I think you lived with your your parents till like the age of 28 or 29 and um, i just moved out last year <laughs> and you had notebooks <laughs> of stats remember that like you had stats written down the notebooks for was it the hockey game or was it the football game uh that was the well for both the stats were for the this was later beyond tecmo bowl because tecmo it's, was yeah, kind of the originator of Genesis, it probably. then they got a little more in depth in terms of the the complexity of the games and how many teams and plays and stuff you're going to, but I had stat books for both my college football seasons of, uh, I think it was EA sports at the time. We're making it for the Sega Genesis. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. It was on Sega. So I had all my stats for my college football team. And I also had all the stats for my hockey season from my NHL video game that I had. So yeah, I had stat books. I still have those stat books. They're Just underneath like, my like ten notebooks. I, I yeah, because I I just play season after like I play I get through a whole season and start another season. And I still have those stat books. They're lying underneath my script for Essexville Justice three and under my old stand up comedy notebook, which I still have jokes from like 88 through 92 that I was writing when I was doing open mic standups, which are basically just nothing but fart and dick jokes. <laughs> which and a couple kill. Oprah jokes There's thrown in for kill. the mix. Yeah, I recall being over at your place, and uh, I don't know why we came over. It was, in, it was when you lived in, like, I think it was like Saginaw, or the, there was a big lake or something, and there was a golf course. Yeah, yeah the condominium out in Franklin West Township, where I still live in Franklin West Township, but at a Not different time. living. But, uh, the dorm room now. Yeah. We're over there, and Kessler sat down on your bed, and uh, I, we were looking at the notebooks, and then you looked at him, you're like, you know you're sitting on my jit jail rag, and he was like sitting on your cum towel. And he <laughs> well, freaked out. What he you f- take whenever you walk into somewhere. Yeah. You sit on my futon in the dorm room nowadays, you're taking a mighty risk as well. There's oh, jizz. He- everywhere <laughs> I've ever lived, there's jizz everywhere. And it's all my own jizz. Yeah. Well, I got nowhere else. To, you know, I'm not getting laid most of the time, so my jizz is going wherever it goes. It's on the yeah, floor, it's it on, like on the ceiling, towel. it's on the picture, on the wall. Oh, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, well, hey, Seal, right. we, um, 
We will uh, we we will finish in in time before the Raiders. I, I'll, I'll guarantee that. But before we get started with the rants, I did get an email that uh, is addressed kind of to you. So I wanted to to read it out. Let you uh, let's hear your thoughts on this one. So it uh, it's from a woman. Or at least I think it's from well, a woman. Um, her name this is never uh, goes well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's a woman, but I I don't know if she's biologically female. She calls herself Lady Posh Flaps. She <laughs> says. Please tell Steele I would like a fistful from him and that I will be thinking of him whilst I have a smear test this week. Fucking love the show. Please thank my manager at work, Scott, for introducing you to me and listening to my filth every day, Lady Posh Flaps. Well, uh, thank you there, Scott, for um, introducing Lady Posh Flaps or Steele. Uh, so what, what do you think of that, Steele? Is this one of the Spice Girls? I think so. I wasn't think, there I a, think it is. Wasn't there a posh Spice? No, this is the uh, the this is the Spice Girl that had cerebral palsy. Did you ever see her? <laughs> no, I have not <laughs> seen the cerebral palsy. Not her, uh, spice Girl, but I'm very interested. <laughs> yeah, late, there was a posh Spice. This is Lady Posh Flaps, which I, I'm assuming she's very attractive. So uh, the, the fact that she wants a fistful from you, though, that's interesting. When's the, when's the last time you fisted a woman? Well, I don't know if I ever, I never got my full fist. I used to try to go elbow deep, but a lot of times I couldn't get my full fist in some broad foot. And I've fucked a lot of loose, sloppy pussies, but I had a hard time getting my fist in a lot of them. But the last time I tried, probably tried to attempt to fist abroad was probably, uh, it had to be in the 90s, probably wow, late 90s, 98. Was is that why you started tried shaving that, yeah. your arms? What's that? Is that why you started shaving your arms so you can get like you know more lubrication? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the reason. I started shaving my arms so I could get that extra extra millimeter off my arm so I could maybe get my forearm up or pussy. A little more aerodynamic. Um, yeah, well, I had big Popeye forearms back then. It was hard for me to get. Uh, it was hard for me to get too far into a pussy. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to shag a woman who's been fisted by you. Um, yeah, that, I, I don't think my pickle would satisfy her at that point. So uh, the no, fact you need that one of those she's, carnival pickles. <laughs> the fact that she's having a smear test and thinking about you, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Aside from the semi-erection I have right now, just thinking about that? <laughs> uh, my thoughts are this girl can't be attractive. <laughs> Number one, did she send a picture by any chance or no? And, and you can't search her on Facebook with lady posh flaps. Cause I'm assuming that's not her, her birth name. You don't think that's her legal name? <laughs> I don't uh, think so. Surprising. I, I didn't know how the English named themselves. I thought maybe it was a surname, her mother's surname <laughs> or something that she was using. But lady uh, posh no, flaps. my guess is when you're going by lady posh flaps and I'd like to be proven wrong. I'd like to see a picture and maybe, you know, prove me wrong, but my guess is she, on a scale of one to 10, she may not even be a three. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like she's down in the, the lower numbers, the lower digits. I'm thinking two. And I'm not putting three. her down because on a scale from one to 10, I'm a three as well. So, I mean, I don't want her to be upset by that <laughs> statement, but like I said, I'd be more than willing to be proven wrong on that. I've been wrong on many. I know it's hard to believe, but once in a while I'm, 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 I, I don't have my facts straight and uh, I could be totally wrong in this measure, but I, my guess is, first of all, if you like me, 
and you're you're sexually aroused by me, and you're you fisting yourself by at you. me. Yeah, if there's yeah, if that's happening, and it's all because of me. First of all, there's some developmental issues probably with her, like um, challenged in some way. Uh, maybe held back in school a couple grades. Maybe one of the wayward kids that gets put in special ed for a few years. Could even be a hockey helmet involved. Yeah, here. I was about but, to say um, she's probably wearing a crash helmet. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm flattered because I'd I'd be flattered even if it was a dude that was interested in me. I, you know, I, anytime I hear some gay guy, oh yeah, that's Steel. He's sexy. Hey, I'm very flattered by that. I, I'm very <laughs> flattered anytime somebody finds me the least bit attractive. Believe me, when you look like me, you take all the accolades you can get. But my guess is, uh, you know, we're not picking from the top of the litter here. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of what I was thinking. I don't think we have a Miss Universe contestant here, um, but I th- I thought you'd you know this would boost your confidence, let let you know that a uh, a woman or at least what I assume is a woman uh, wants to be fisted by you. Yeah, well, so, it buoyed my self esteem. There's no question about that. <laughs> I think this kind of goes right into the first rant here. You know that you're a complete failure in life when all of a sudden it dawns on you that most of the broads you've ever banged, well, they had a cat and they kept the litter box in the kitchen. Look, all of your self-worth goes right out the window the minute you sit in some chick's kitchen at three in the morning to enjoy a post-coital snack of warm Blatt's beer and a burnt Pop-Tart only to be overtaken by the smell of new and old cat shit. It's times like this when you really begin to question where your life went wrong. This is not the life you envisioned for yourself. This isn't what you had in mind. When you start mumbling things like, oh, fuck my life, underneath your breath, between every sip of Blatt's beer and every bite of a Pop-Tart, it becomes abundantly clear that you've made a lot of poor life decisions. Perhaps your high school guidance counselor was correct when he once suggested that you become a rodeo clown. And as for you, broads, how about cleaning out that litter box once a decade? Is that really too much to ask? I mean, much like myself, you too should be ashamed of your fucking selves. You should be ashamed that, one, you let me fuck you, and two, that you have a pile of feline steamers stacked up on a tray like Mount Kilimanjaro between your stove and your refrigerator. Look, you have three other rooms in that trailer of yours, so how about putting that litter box in your out-of-wedlock interracial baby's room? Whatever you do, just don't put it in the same fucking room where you keep your shitty beer and your stale breakfast pastries. Yeah, you got a good point there. That is disgusting when you see a litter box right next to the table where you eat. Oh, have, have you encountered this, or is it just girls in Bay City that have this problem? No, no. I Believe me, in San Francisco, it's like you know people can't afford a one bedroom apartments you 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 know you end up shagging a lot of girls that live in studio apartments and like right next you know there's a little cove you know an alcove where their table is and there's a fucking litter box right underneath the table or right next to the fucking kitchen counter and you're just like god what the fuck put it in your bathroom it's so disgusting and it's like there's cat food all over the counters and it's on the table and then you got the box of shit next to your foot when you're trying to fucking sit there and just eat your fucking eggs and toast in the morning. I don't understand the phenomenon. First of all, I don't like cats. I'm not a big cat fan to begin with, but it seems like I was, I was this dawn on me there. I'm trying to recollect maybe the last time I've been with a girl who did not have a cat and who did not, if they had a cat, they had the litter box in the kitchen. I don't think I've ever dated a girl or had sex with a girl who didn't have a cat that had a litter box in the kitchen. I'm pretty sure 90% of the girls I've ever been with have had this predicament. And how many of these girls had a tattoo of that cat on their cankle? Uh, well, 
we're going to eliminate a few of them. The ones that were uh, over 250 pounds, I couldn't see their ankle because the folds from their calf and their knee, the fat folds, were hanging over the ankle. So it covered up the tattoo completely. But, but yeah, I've had a couple ankle tattooers over, over my course of time, and I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. So how many of these ladies that, that you've gone home with to their place, not your place, lived in a trailer park versus an apartment that didn't have wheels. Oh boy. I'm going to like on a percentage basis, like a ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Over, over my, uh, since I've been in during my, my, my banging, my sexual years, since your prime, your sexual prime. Yeah. My, well, I don't know if I was ever in practice. Prime, prime insinuates that I was actually good at it at some point. I was never good at it. I was, I'm a horrible lay. I'm still base city's worst all time. Fuck. But, um, I'm going to say that, and this is just a rough estimate, but my guess is that the percentage of trailers in, in which girls lived in a trailer that I've been with is, is 75%. And God. that's being generous wow. on the low end. Wow, you certainly have a type. Well, it's not so much I have that type. It's like I, I have no choice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if I, believe me, if I was... If, if I had, you know, Christy Brinkley or Cheryl Teagues in their prime, I wouldn't be going with these fucking pigs. But I don't really, it's not like I'm like, it's not like I'm given an option most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These are the girls that are willing to fuck you. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it exactly. Makes sense. It does make, yeah. And this is girls. And this is usually late in the evening, you know, when they're already shit faced. I mean, if these girls, this is how pathetic I am. If most of these girls were even sober by that time of night, I probably would be last on their list. So, <laughs> You know, that that so, tells you how pathetic I am because they're only going with me because you know they're fucking shit. Yeah, no, it's, they're wasted and they're they're not. All they're going to feel is a little bit of shame, and they're probably not even going right. to remember what you look like. You know, they're just going to remember right. shame of hooking up with some random, uh, you know, fucktard for the bar last night. Yeah, no, they're definitely going to feel disappointment in the morning. They're not going to feel satisfied when they wake up. They're going to feel like. Uh, did we have sex or did we not? I don't even like not, there's going to be no sexual satisfaction whatsoever. So when None. you get, when you go back with them to the trailer park uh, or you go mm -hmm. into their trailer is the first thing you do. Do you pick up little snuggle kitten and like, you know, give them a little kiss and be like, Oh, your cat's so cute. Or do you not even go anywhere near the cat? Well, I usually, if the cat's in, in view, when I walk in, I just say, get that fucking thing away from me. I hate those fucking things. <laughs> Cause I do, I don't like, I mean, they're kind of cute. Like on TV, they're kind of cute as kittens. They're kind of like, ah, oh, you look at a cute little kitten. But when they're cats, they're fucking ugly and they're annoying. And they're just, they're just dicks. They're just complete dicks. They are dicks. They're the dicks of the animal kingdom. Oh, you know, I, have t I have two cats and the, both of them are fucking assholes compared to a dog. Aren't they though? Yeah, no, yeah. they are. Now where's your litter? Speaking of, yeah, I forgot you have a cat. You got like one of those. Two. Where do you keep the litter box? Um, we, we keep it like in a closet, but in the back of a closet. So if you came in, you wouldn't even see it. You wouldn't see it in the bathroom. It's not in the kitchen. And if it fucking smells, you shut the door. You know, it's so like, how often do you change it though? Like, uh, chair, you, you know what? I, I don't have a very strong sense of smell. My olfactory sense okay. died a while ago. I think it's because I'm, I'm so like allergic. Well, that, and I'm allergic to cats. Um, Okay. But uh, my girlfriend has a very sensitive sense of smell. So when she smells a shit, she's like, you got to scoop that shit. So, you know, it's always pretty much clean. The other thing, too, okay. if, uh, 
if you have a fucking mound of shit and piss in a litter box, the cat's not going to use it. So the cat's going to probably, so these girls, you know, probably have beds that the cat's pissing on and you're probably banging them in the bed with the cat piss. Okay. See, I always wondered why when I was eating these chicks boxes, it smelled like fucking, it smelled like 20 day old piss. Yeah, exactly. Must've been the the cat piss from the sheets. I didn't see, I'm, I'm too stupid to realize that was what's happening. But yeah, these chicks never change. Like the litter box would sit there for you know weeks on end without ever being changed. It's fucking disgusting. I'm assuming a lot of these girls that you pick up tend to work probably in the fast food industry, being that you frequent a few of them. So I, I see the next rant here is about fast food. Nice segue. The top headline on Google when I woke up this morning was fast food worker charged with trying to kill baby in toilet. Oh, this is fantastic. I mean, this really does prove that fast food workers can do a hell of a lot more than just flip a burger or make a milkshake. They can fuck, get pregnant, give birth at work, and then try to abort the baby in the shitter 10 minutes after it popped out of their pussy. All this while still making sure that that stupid, silly little superhero toy gets put into your fat fuck kid's Happy Meal box. Now, that's what I call multitasking. Asking. Look, perhaps these fast food workers really do deserve $15 an hour. Give these people a raise. Those are some mad fucking skills. I just hope that this particular employee saw the employee's must-wash-hands sign before returning to the work area because, well, I don't want to have to be a cunt or write a bad Yelp review because I found some afterbirth fecal matter or fallopian juice on my Big Mac. <laughs> Uh, you know, you do read about that a lot, that like a fast food worker ends up like, you know, having a stillbirth in the toilet. But what do you do once it's in the toilet? Do you try to flush it? Do you leave it? Uh, like a stillbirth, like that's a full grown baby, right? Like when it's okay, if it's, well, like, born, it's like full bar. Is that right? I, I don't know. Is it is a stillborn like a full born? I think it's. I think if you have a stillborn that comes out, I think it's full growing. So, like, how would that even go down the toilet? Like, well, that, that's that's just, the thing. I've read about a lot of these. Uh, or I yeah. haven't read. I've seen it. Have you ever watched 16 yeah. and Pregnant on MTV? Oh, of course I have. Have you watched it without masturbating? That's another issue. That's unrelated to the topic at hand. <laughs> hey, anyway, and don't judge me, dude. Don't judge me, douchebags. Sixteen is legal in some states. Uh, a lot of these women, though, in that show, do work in fast food uh, restaurants, and they're so fat they don't even know they're pregnant. So they'll like sit, think they're taking like a fucking shit, sit down. Next thing you know, they give birth. So what do you expect them yeah. to do? Are they supposed to pull the baby out of the toilet? It's probably dead because it drowned in a you know a bunch of water filled with feces. Right. <laughs> I think that's what happened here, if I remember right, because I grazed through the article. Obviously, this headline jumped out at me, and I'm thinking, oh, well, that's interesting, especially first thing in the morning, just what you want to read. And so I just kind of grazed <laughs> through the article, and I think that's exactly what happened. This girl didn't realize she was pregnant, or, or maybe it was she didn't tell it. Like, she hit it. I think she... I think she knew, but she hid it from her fellow employees. She just wore like baggy clothes and shit. And then it came time where her water broke or whatever, when she's making a, a, a packet of fries and making a McFlurry or something for somebody, and all of a sudden her water broke and she ran to the bathroom and, and gave birth in the toilet. And then, of course, she tried to flush it down the toilet. She got charged with attempted murder. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, uh, I, I just think that it shows that, 
that these fast, if they can do that, and then I, I don't know, I didn't read the article, I jumped to the conclusion that she returned to work after she tried to flush the baby, that she just walked back onto the floor and started making french fries again. I don't know if that actually happened, I might have just inserted that. Why not just take the toilet brush, flip it around from the handle and like crush it up a little bit, then flush? Well, or maybe if she took the rabbi's advice, she would use a, she carried around a coat hanger to work, and she could have broke it up with a coat hanger. You know, if she took the rabbi's advice, she could have used that coat hanger a few months earlier. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> she wouldn't even been in that predicament. Right. The Planned Parent, the, the home, the home kit Planned Parenthood method. Actually, I don't think my I don't think the rabbi endorsed that, but uh, well, the hanger part. I think he was pro-choice, but I don't think he uh, endorsed uh, you know using a, the do-it-yourself method. Um, however, right, right. he did have a hanger that was very useful in those situations with a clogged toilet. So I, the toilet hanger, the shit hanger. In this yeah. case, it would be a, a dead fetus hanger, but whatever. <laughs> it, it would be the same principle. You'd be poking something with a, a a hanger, hoping to break it into pieces so it doesn't get clogged in the pipes. I'm always amazed at the, at the, like, who's fucking these women that are that big to not even realize that they're pregnant? Uh, well, my, my former co-host, Martin, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I could name a host. I'm not going to throw myself out of the mix. There's been a couple that, you know, were questionable <laughs> in my good. past that were wow. pretty big. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, you got to realize from Bay city, that's not an uncommon practice. <laughs> to fuck a girl who wouldn't know she's pregnant because she's so big. Yeah, I do forget that living in Los Angeles, you know, we're, we're kind of jaded out here. You, you know, so yeah, everybody's got their tummy around. tuck and their yeah. facial lift and they're, you know, they're doing Pilates and yoga and they're all trimming. Yeah, that's not, that's not the case here in, in mid-Michigan, my friend. <laughs> All right, we have one more rant to go. Uh, this is uh, about the ESPN reporter that was in uh, hot water this past week. Apparently, a lot of people are very upset about ESPN host Jamel Hill for calling Trump a white supremacist. This isn't shocking. ESPN is owned and operated by a bunch of left-wing political hacks. Of course, they encourage their hosts to feed identity politics to their audiences. But what should upset you and outrage you is that we have broads hosting sports shows. When did this become a thing? Look, ladies, this is not what we had in mind when we gave you the right to vote. You know, ladies... I think I liked you a lot better when the only time we saw you on TV is when you had your tits hanging out or you were flipping letters on a game show. Well, now there's a popular opinion. <laughs> that should win me over with your female audience. <laughs> you just won some <laughs> listeners. That's for sure. Um, Maybe Posh Flaps is going to take back your fisting <laughs> statement about me after that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'd be willing to wager that that... Like Posh Flaps is, is like flowing like a river right now. I think she's pretty moist downstairs <laughs> after hearing that. Um, you I know, hope so. I got to say, and I know this is, uh, you know, this is a bit of a biased uh, opinion here, but did you watch the Monday Night Football game from last week that was hosted? It was uh, commentated by, uh, what's that guy, uh, the, the old coach from the Jets, Rex... Rex Ryan. Oh, Rex Ryan. Rex yeah. Ryan. And there is a female commentator who has who the first time a Monday Night Football uh, uh, game was commentated by women in 35 years. And then the best guy of all is that Mexican guy, uh, Sergi, Sergio Dip or something. Did you, did you watch that uh -huh. game? 
I did. That was the late game, and I think by then the late game here started like at eleven o'clock or something. Oh, so yeah, I only saw the late. first few minutes of it, and it wasn't any teams that I really gave too much of fuck about. But I did hear. I did turn it on long enough to hear that there was a woman in the booth and Rex Ryan. And the usually when I hear a woman doing play by play, and I know this sounds extremely misogynistic and chauvinistic. I unless it's a team I'm really into, I can't usually continue to watch the broadcast. <laughs> and so I was See, about I, ready to go to bed anyway. So I would. Th- this was like a whole like like a cavalcade of errors. You had Rex Ryan who had no idea what the fuck he was doing. I don't even yeah, know why that guy's commentating. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he was all over the place. You had Sergi Dip, who they like an ESPN host that they'd never had uh um he was a mexican guy they had never had him commentate football in english they're like let's cut over to sergi dip they didn't even say where he is from and this guy i don't know if it's a translation issue or if he didn't know what was going on but he's like yeah so we're playing football and the black coach is on that side and I think it's like he just sounded so bad. Like everybody was making fun of him. And then meanwhile, the main commentator sounded like a, like a, a lesbian softball coach. And, and yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's that's the I, thing that bothers I, me is I have heard women commentate football that sound normal. Like they sound fine. They're speaking their normal voice. Doesn't bother me that much. I'm not like an old school football chauvinist like you. So I could deal with it. But when I hear the girls that are trying to like maintain this sort of like brusque you're like yeah he's he's bringing the ball down to the five and he's about to run the ball and it's just like just shut up like it just doesn't that, that, it's that's not so fake it, yeah and i've heard that that i don't know the girl's name i'd have to look it up but but the, the girl who did that commentator on the play-by-play because rex was the color commentator she is the play-by-play she's also i think done college games for espn and she's been the play-by-play announcer for the college football and yeah she is very like serious and manly she's almost trying to be too like instead of just being herself she's yes trying way too and it kind of shows it's like just sit back relax we don't have to have you try to be a man we know you're a woman just just do it the way you would naturally and don't try to be part of the boys club, so to speak. And yeah, she does. She does kind of have that uh, masculine voice and, and kind of tone in her voice. And yeah, it's, it's like, it's uh, distracting. It's, it's like, me. she should be, it's... yeah, she should be scissoring, uh, <laughs> Billie Jean King. You're thinking the whole time you're, you're picturing her scissoring Billie Jean King instead of paying attention to the football game. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just, I just picture this like burly lesbian with short hair and she's like, yeah, give me a Budweiser over here and let's commentate the game and I'm going to hang out with the boys. It's just like, just come on, just be a normal person. Quit trying to like act tough because you're like, commentating yeah, and, a football and you game. know, you know that if she rolls her sleeves up, her forearms are going to look like Robin Williams. It's just, it's, it's just a disgusting image and it, it's distracting. I find it not so much that I, I don't, I don't really care if a woman does that. I just find that certain women and their voices and they're, they're trying too hard to be part of something. I find distracting to the game. It distracts from what I'm trying to watch. And I prefer getting them out of the booth and somebody in there that isn't going to cause a distraction to my viewing pleasure. I always find it for my viewing enjoyment. When you have a female reporter that's like, we're live in the locker room. And it's like one of these big ass, like black linemen's behind her with his dick out. 
You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, do you remember in the late eighties, there was a coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. His name was Sam Weish. And, uh, the Bengals actually at that time used to, you know, they were in the Super Bowl against the 49ers and stuff. Oh, they, wait, they had some decent teams. 88, yeah, 87. Yeah. yeah, he was the coach. He was the coach of the Bengals at that point. Icky Woods. And, I remember this. Yep, Icky Woods and uh, Boomer Esiason was the oh, quarterback. Yeah, was I think around. Chris Collinsworth was still on the team. Anyway, that was about the time female field reporters like were starting to kind of be in, introduced into football. And so they, that was about the, time, the first time that, that female reporters were going into the, the NFL locker rooms to, re, to interview coaches, players, whatever, after a game. Sam Weish was old school. He didn't want fucking a woman anywhere near the locker room. He felt they had no business being in there. He didn't give a fuck what their credentials or job title was. He wanted them out there. So he'd, do, he'd go out of his way, and the league used to get pissed at this. He'd go out of his way to make him feel uncomfortable. Like he'd come out to the interview nude, or he'd come out like just out of the shower with just a skimpy <laughs> towel on, with his dick, his, his dick head hanging out the bottom of the towel, like a loincloth. He'd come out and make it. He'd just come out and say, "Okay, I'm ready to be interviewed." Come on, and he'd make everybody feel so uncomfortable they eventually leave the locker room. <laughs> Today he'd be brought up on adjacent oh, rape, yeah, like sexual he'd be harassment with, uh, charges. Yeah, yeah, sexual harassment causing adjacent rape, or you know, whatever, some made up fucking bullshit. But yeah, he was so fucking anti-woman in the locker room. He tried to make them feel as uncomfortable as he possibly could. He was fantastic. <laughs> you know, did you see? Um, speaking of, I, I forget Jamel Jamil Harris or, or Jamil Hill. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I don't even know if I'm saying her name properly, but she was on uh, a Brooke Baldwin show on CNN. I don't know if you saw this, and uh, there was another guy that was debating Fox Sports Radio host Clay Travis. Did you see this? No, I didn't see or anything about this. Yeah, so so Brooke Baldwin was asking Fox Sports Radio host Clay Travis what his opinion of all this was, and he goes, and "I thought this was hilarious." He was like, "Yeah, you know, the only thing that I really trust in this country is the First Amendment and boobs." And she and she was just like, "Did you say booze?" And he's like, "No, I said boobs." And she's like, "Let me get this straight: B O O B S." He's like, "Yeah." First Amendment and boobs. And then she cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, how did they discuss it? Like they cut him out of the, the program and then did no, those two then the, well, there was a guy discuss it? There was another guy uh, from ESPN that's a, a host there, and he was outraged. He's like, you know, I'm a colleague of Jameel, Harris, Jameel Hill, and the fact that you'd objectify her in this manner already negates your argument and blah, blah, And then uh, Brooke Baldwin was like, you know what? I'm in shock. I'm in shock. I'm going to stop Isn't this segment shocking? completely. Uh, that's fucking great. I'll have to look up that clip because I'd yeah, love to see the uncomfortableness of the host and, and – do a search yeah, of First but, Amendment and boobs, and you'll you'll find it. I mean, I actually think someone should make a song out of First Amendment and boobs. It, it I, I love the catchy. fake outrage. Like somebody, like she's literally like in uh, just in shower. Somebody said boobs that they like. Oh, a guy said that he likes boobs. Oh, that's so <laughs> terrible that a guy in this day and age, of course, you can't like boobs openly. You got it because that's too hetero. That's too hetero privilege or too white male hetero privilege. You can't say that anymore. That's offensive to people. Um, if a guy, if a heterosexual American male likes a set of boobs, oh my God, that's 
That's a sin. That's horrible. That's hate mongering. <laughs> well, the, the fact that he said it on live TV, though, it just derailed the whole segment. It was it was pretty great. You know, you know, I'll I actually play. Like I'll play the clip in the beginning of the show as the uh, the intro. I'll, oh, I'll okay, that. yeah, that'd yeah, be that'd be great. fantastic. Pretty funny. But yeah, I did not hear about that. That was obviously after this incident of Jamil Hill. Uh, after what she said about Trump, is that? Yeah, there, there, the segment was about okay. whether or not. A ESPN reporter should be commenting about the president and bringing oh, politics okay. in it. Okay. And then she asked the, you know, the she had the the Fox Sports guy give his opinion and the other guy from ESPN. But the other guy from ESPN didn't really get to say anything because the First Amendment and boobs just shut down the segment. Shut down the whole segment. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love shit like that when it happens. Yeah, it, it I love when amazing. a pundit is kind of put in their place and taken aback and they don't really know what to do. And so they just have to shut down production and go to break. Yeah, she was shocked. She was just like, uh, I'm, I'm still in shock. I can't believe I heard this. <laughs> and she thought he, I actually, at first I was like, did he say boobs or booze? Because either right. one works for me, First Amendment and booze, or First Amendment right. and boobs. So, I mean, they both kind of right. work for me. So I, I was yeah. wondering. I wanted the clarification, too. So <laughs> Anyway, Steele, I'm going to let you go uh, watch the Emmys. Not going to take up too much more of your time. And uh, until until next time, we'll be back with another Fistful of Steel. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we got a few phone calls to get to people, 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, you know who called us again? Who? Dr. Sanjay. Dr. Sanjay Grupta. Grupta. Dr. Mm -hmm. Sanjay Grupta. He yeah. calls in. Okay. Yes, hello, second wrong, this is Sanjay. Um, I just listened to your episode, uh, like a week old, and um, this is fucking ridiculous that some fat, ugly, black douchebag, big papa schmerz, calling me out <laughs> for being from India. Did that happen? I don't remember that happening. I don't know, but he's just starting a new feud. He is. He yeah, is. I would not Sonny fuck feuds. with Big Papa Smith. No, no. That guy, yeah, that guy seems a, like a formidable yeah. guy. Uh-huh. Like, he seems like a tough guy. <laughs> he's in, like, this uh, extreme metal band. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Dr. Sanjay mm. Grupta has some, some balls. He can go fuck himself. There's a reason only fat, ugly, gothic pigs like him. Because when you're a fat, ugly pig, ugly pigs are attracted to you. So fuck you, big papa schmuck. <laughs> you fucking Texan piece of shit. Fucking Hank Hill motherfucker. Um... Yeah, I've always said that about Big Papa Smurf, that he's he's the black Hank Hill. Wow. Yeah, yeah he's from Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Much like uh, Ernest is the white Tyler Perry. You know? <laughs> so, uh... He's referring to the call when Big Papa Smurf was talking about like some goth chick at his work, right? Like a, a goth, like an orca billy, like yeah. a big goth billy <laughs> chick that was yeah. into him. Gothopotamus. Gothopotamus, right. and he was saying like, "How do I get her to like not be attracted to me? What mm. to do?" So 
wow, this is some vitriol uh-huh. out of nowhere. Wow. Well, he's an angry guy. He's an you angry guy. You know, I hate when motherfuckers like that think they're so badass. Like, shove your fat, ugly, pig face up your ass, bro. <laughs> the fuck you think this is, bro? <laughs> Fucking. Bro? Anyway, I wanted. I feel like I, like, spilled my Slurpee all over the yeah. counter at the 7-Eleven. He's, like, so angry. I'm sorry. I'll stop wheezing yeah. the juice. Yeah. <laughs> you got in with a story about some girl took a shit at my work, and she just shit on the floor. We have you as, like, a bathroom. I work for a tech company, um, but, uh, you know, I don't think there was much time in this. Okay, so wait. <laughs> There's also some chick that took a shit on the floor in the bathroom at the tech company where he works? I love how this is like a tirade, like 75%, 80% tirade against Big Papa Smurf yeah. for no reason. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, by the way, there's a girl taking a shit on the floor of where I work, and then, bye, I gotta go. Yeah, but just got a blurb of a shit story there. So, wait, okay. what, what was happening? She is that was, a blind item, you know, on page six? It's like, who's the girl that <laughs> took a shit on the floor in the bath? Is it Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> we'll never tell. I wouldn't mind watching that. Um, Have you been reading about that woman, the Mad Pooper? Yeah. In Colorado Springs. Yeah. It's kind of all over the news right now. So some some lady in the suburb, and she's like a white lady. She looks like um, one one of the chicks, uh, what's her name, from Jennifer Aniston from Friends Mm. or Courtney Cock. Um, She's like cruising around in her jogging outfit Mm. and just for no reason just pulls her pants down and will take a shit in this lady's yard. Mm. Or she'll take a shit like right in plain view of an elementary school. So they've been calling her the mad pooper. Right. And this woman's just kind of running around. What's the deal with women defecating in public? I, what, there's not, it's not really a deal with it. It's not that common, I think. We've been doing a few stories. Okay. Remember the one in Australia? There was like, right. there were two ladies that were just right. going around shitting in public. Yeah. Well, one of them was a older homeless person, it seemed. Okay, so, yeah. So the one lady had some mental issues. But, that, that but this yeah. this woman seems perfectly normal. She's yeah. jogging, and mm. just, she's like, I got a shit. Mm. I'm not going to go to the public restroom mm. that's right there in the park. I'm just going to shit right here in plain sight of everybody. Well, you yeah, know. No. Mad pooper. So that's why I'm wondering there, if... But for the grace of God, go you, goes your sister, you know? Yeah, if she just didn't give a shit, she'd be like, "Oh my god, there'd be shit everywhere." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thankfully my sister has a sense of decorum. Yeah, Um, but this, this, this guy, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a mad pooper that has it Mm. out for Doctor Sanjay, right? Taking a shit right at his work. (laughs) That that's weird. The whole unisex bathroom Mm. thing. Have you ever worked in an office like that? Yes. Well, not with their stalls that you can. No, but just like one bathroom that you both use, like in a smaller office. Yes. Huh. I've never been into that. I think it ruins office relationships. Okay. And I remember at a, when I worked at the uh, SF Weekly, mm-hmm. um, it was a small office, so it's a tiny place. There were two bathrooms, both unisex. And every morning, I think I've even mentioned this in the podcast, every morning this one girl, I can't remember her name, but she was blonde, she was very attractive, 
Kind of looked a little like Jay. Looked a little bit like Jay Law, Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. She would go in there like clockwork and just bomb that bathroom out. I mean, it was so bad you'd smell it. You can't do that with the office. Oh no, it was it's crazy. We yeah. started putting in a spray can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We bought a spray, put Oof. a spray can. She wouldn't even spray the spray. She just didn't give a shit. Matches, nothing, nothing. nothing. Mm. And like we sat right, you know, the, our cubicles were kind of close mm. to the bathroom. It's like yeah. all of a sudden you just smell it, and I knew the scent of her shit. Yeah. Like, I knew she was in there. It's like when somebody shits on a plane, you know? Ah, it's terrible. It's just, oof, what are God. you doing? But unisex bathroom, like, where the fuck do you work, dude? Yeah. Like, most most tech companies can afford, a, you know, gendered Once bathrooms. you get to a certain level, you know? Depends. Yes, God. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. shit at work if I were him. Anyway, he just started a feud, so I don't know what's going to happen now. Oh, man, it's on. It's on. Uh, we got another call from, uh, the next call is from Vicky. Vicky mm. calls in okay. with a two-parter. Hello, hello. Hi, guys. It's Vicky. Vicky. I know I've, uh, I've, I've been absent of late. I keep meaning to call and I keep forgetting. Um, I just wanted to say hi. And um, I just wanted to say to Harrison that I heard all the stuff that guy was saying about you. It's really uncalled You two are a really good team and it's a fucking ace podcast. I love it. Um, I just wanted to talk a bit about the dogging thing. Now, who's was saying? I, I've lost track of all the people who's been talking shit about me lately. I don't remember. There's a, a, a couple, a few weeks ago, we yeah. played some, a couple weeks ago, we played some calls. Some guys yeah. like comes in and you're like, you're no wackily. Oh, right. You're yeah. good, but you're not that good. Right. I don't know. But it's oh, nice and then he told me to, Top myself, which apparently means off myself. Top yourself? Yeah. Hmm. It yeah, doesn't mean like sex, not in a sexual way, but apparently it, 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 it's like, it British uh, st- slang for, uh, for kill, kill yourself. yourself. So Wow. It's harsh. Yep. But Vicky's here defending you. All right. That's nice. Um, uh, and actually, it is really prolific in this country. And it even surprised me how prolific it is. Because uh, lay-bys, lay-bys, I'm not sure what you call them in America, but anyway, um, on, on roads. I, I pulled over um, to use a lay-by um, a few weeks ago. She's talking about dogging. Yeah, she's talking about dogging. Was she, was she saying a fly-boy? Lay-bys, I, a I lay-by. think. lay-by. First I thought it was play-boys. Oh, it was a rest stop. Yeah, it's like a rest stop. It's yeah. a rest stop. Or so it's like a, in. yeah, you pull over on the side of the road. It's like, yeah. What do you think the odds are? That your father, your bio dad, has shagged Vicky at one of these laybys. All right. First of all, I don't think my bio dad does dogging <laughs> at laybys. He knows a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. He knows a lot about it. I mean, he knows more about it than the rabbi look, ever did. Look, he's gotten around in his time, but uh, I, I, I think he generally happens in indoors. You don't think he's given his... Vicky a good old rogering? It's quite possible, <laughs> but I'd say if he had, probably indoors. You know. At two o'clock on a Friday afternoon, because I missed a phone call on my phone and it was an important one, I had to ring straight back. So I pulled over. I couldn't get through to the guy. And um, in the, like, I don't know, four minutes, I was in this lay-by at two in the afternoon. I got propositioned to sex. I could not <laughs> believe wow. it. Yeah. That's quite alarming. So, yeah, that's a UK thing. And believe me, I'll live it. I wonder what they do. Do they just see it like a woman there knock, on knock. her phone and just yeah, knock yeah. on the door? Like, yeah. Hello, yeah. are you here for dogging? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's, Good day, Mom. It sounds like a weird Black Mirror episode where it's like, what if 
you know, heterosexual relations were more like homosexual relations, and it's all, you know, in fucking rest stops and stuff. Yeah, it's like, you know? well, that, that's kind of that's what, what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, well, that's how it would be here. Right. Yeah, where, where do the homosexuals have sex there? Yeah. Like, in the forest? In I'm the, not sure. In the bog. Yeah, in the bog. Mm. And it surprised even me. So, dogging, yes, is definitely a thing. Uh, not really something to be proud of. On the moors. But so did she I'd go for it? Or she just like, no. Um, I don't think she went for it. Okay. Yeah. What if it was Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Daniel Craig. Oh, right. Daniel Craig, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you, sad face, is that I actually got fired this week. Oh. Um, I'm not going to say anything disparaging. But, um, yeah, that wasn't nice. But I'm okay. So, yeah, it's a bit shit, but life goes on. Um, one other thing. Um, I wanted to say hi to Fanny, because she's awesome, and we're friends on Facebook, because of sick and wrong. Lovely lady. Um... My last little thing I wanted to talk about was um, was kind of kind of a little shit thing. Um, I actually can't believe that this happened. I was holiday in Lanzarote, Canary Islands, not very long ago, about a month ago. And um, first time in my okay, so apparently one of the Canary Islands is named Lazarafi. Is that what she said? I don't know. All right, so okay. she she was on holiday in the yeah. Canary Islands, yeah. which is like that weird. Is that like halfway in the Atlantic Ocean between Spain and America or something? Is that where that is? Am I crazy? I mean, isn't isn't that where they, it's not in the Caribbean. Isn't that the way, where they sent him to prison in the Count of Monte Cristo? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. I think no, it was. No, it, wasn't that, the, it was one of those weird oh, wait, islands. Wait, wait, or was like that island called coast, Monte Cristo? Off the coast of the Iberian Peninsula. No, the island where he found the treasure oh, that's, was the Count of oh, okay, okay. Monte Yeah, something like that. My life, I actually saw somebody take a shit in broad daylight in public and this guy didn't even care didn't give a crap that there was fucking hundreds of tourists about well, he did this give old a crap. fella in full view of everybody pulled his fucking pants down checked on for shit and did a huge fucking crap <laughs> right in front of us yeah. my poor 14 year old daughter was absolutely bloody mortified i mean is that something people do Take a shit like that. There were so many places to hide. I just don't understand why I did it for Dalit. It's not some some kind of fetish, because that's just wrong. Anyway, um, that was a bit gross. Um, I've only had a few to drink tonight, so I'll probably make a bit more stuff. There's a part two here. Oh, there's a part two. Yeah. Right. Apparently, it is a thing people do. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I'm shit. I don't even know how long three minutes is, even after like four beers. Um, I really just wanted to say goodbye, but also wanted to say, Harrison, don't listen to that knob. You're great. And yeah, you've got loads to say, but we want to hear it. And that's why you're on the podcast, mate. Dee, you're fantastic. Um, love you both to bits. Uh, anyway, I swear, next time you come to England, I am going to meet up with you, Harrison, or Dee, or both. And well done, mate. Sobriety. Um, you know, that's a big deal, and uh, you're doing so well. Um, it's an older call. <laughs> okay. Kisses from England. Good luck. God. Oh, thank you there, Vicky, yeah. for the uh, vote of support. And I got to say, um, fuck that old job. Yeah. You're better than that. Yeah. Fuck them. Whatever that was. Yeah. Like, you know, do a few mm. shots and mm. move on. Yeah. 
You know, water under the bridge. I mean, you get a way better job. Though she brings up a good point. I wonder if this this public shitting thing is a fetish. You know, I wonder if it's a fetish. Well, I think it's a fetish unless it's like a medical necessity. Don't you think? Because you're not shitting in public. If if it's got to be an exhibitionism thing, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like if it's not a fetish, you go find a restroom. Right. Yeah. You know, unless it's a medical condition. Although I gotta say, a lot of homeless people though just they just have Mm. no qualms. Yeah, I saw someone post a video to the Sikorong Sikorong page on Facebook of just some homeless guy Mm. shitting on someone's car. Mm. Reminded me of my brother when some guy, uh, my brother found that someone shit on his car Mm. at the Tenderloin, which happens all the time. You hear about this thing with Louis C.K.? Is he shitting in public? No, but apparently what what it's coming out that, uh, you know, a lot of times he'll find like a female comic and be like, hey, you want to, you know, open up for me or at the show? And it'll be like, oh, she does 10 minutes and she'll get like five grand or something. And then later she'll be, you know, at whatever, and you know, they'll be in a room together, and she'll be like, "Oh yeah, thank you for letting me uh, open for you." And he'll just look, whip his dick out, and just start wanking it and looking at her, and just like that's his thing. I've that's read about deal. that. I've re- yeah. I've read three different girls' accounts of a very similar scenario. Yeah, but not, but it's all unfounded because no one's come forth and pressed charges. Uh, that's true, but it's 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 almost like a Bill Cosby thing. I mean, enough people accuse you of this, telling identical stories. Right? Yeah. I know, but but, uh, but think about it though. If he was gay and he was like, "Hey, dude, I'll let you open for me," mm. would you do it? If he just winked in front of you? What you mean? He would say that that's the condition ahead of time. No, if he just, I mean, he said you knew you heard from people oh. that that potentially could happen. But oh yeah, that's... I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. I'll sit, I'll watch. I mean, as long as I don't have to do anything, you know. You just sit there on Facebook, yeah, or something yeah. on your phone. <laughs> What's going on in the news? You know, that's pretty funny. How my Bitcoin's doing? You know. But you know what? I I read too that uh, I don't know if it was Jen Kirkman or another female comic mm. recanted recently. Huh? But she said something, and she uh, and she was like, "Actually, I'm not going to say anything about it." So I, I don't know. Hmm. But you know what though, I believe it. Look I believe at that, it too. Look at that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a fucking weird dude. He is a weird dude. He looks like a, he. If if there's somebody that just masturbates in public, hmm. I would say he he's the epitome of that. He looks yeah. like it. He's yeah. got, you know kind of balding, sort of paunchy. Because I mean, <clears throat> I think filing charges for something like that would be a huge pain in the ass, and you'd be blackballed. You'd be well. You might be blackballed, and it's also like. It's like, well, you were in his hotel room and he didn't touch you. And, you know, like, it seems like maybe they could make some kind of charge stick, but it'd be hard and you'd have to show up and do all this stuff. It sounds like, why would anybody file charges? It doesn't seem like it, you know, but in the, the comedy scene is like a small thing. So if you throw it out there, then people know. And you know. I think they should resort to public shaming. And then mm-hmm. you need somebody like Hannibal Burris to come up and just like make a joke about it. Right. And then it just becomes like wildfire. Right. Totally viral. But mm-hmm. still, I believe it. Because mm-hmm. you look at that guy, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that dude trapping you in a hotel room and jacking off and making yeah. you watch him jack off. Not jacking mm-hmm. off on you. Yeah. Not touching you. Right. Not violating you other than violating uh, you know, your sight. Right. I yep. can see that. Yeah. All right. Well, Vicky, uh, good luck in the new job. Uh, I always love to hear from you. You know who she reminds me of? Do you ever, you ever watch that? Uh, I mean, she doesn't look like this person, but her voice reminds me of this person. Do you ever watch Little Britain? No. Have you ever seen that? So mm-hmm. there's this one character that they do where uh, she works mm-hmm. at like, um, like for an airline, and so the you know frustrated passengers like, hey, you know my flight's late. I 
and I not, don't seem to be booked. Am I on this flight? And it should be like, computer says no. Mm-hmm. And she keeps saying that over and over again. That reminds me of Vicky's voice. Okay. Computer says no. Yeah. I forget the name of that well, character. Well, also, what when we've been over this, fucking Vicky from Saxondale, dude. Oh, yeah. Vicky from Saxondale. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like so, we've, we've said that before. Yeah. All right. We have one more call, and then we got to mm-hmm. get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy calls in. I got to say, it was like probably one of the worst stoned stories I've heard in a long time. Mm. We get a lot of people that call the Signal Hotline impaired. Mm. I don't know what this guy's on. I'm thinking this guy was just huffing three cans of spray paint, mm. picked up the phone, was like, I'm going to dial the Signal Hotline. Because so, listen to the story. Tell me if it makes sense. So what you're saying is this is going to be a storytelling masterclass. Masterclass, okay, yeah. Okay, all right. So we got a Spalding Gray over here. Salinger. Oi, boys. Hey, uh... It's me. Um, hmm. uh, I've had about half a fifth of bullet. Uh, smoked a lot. Calling the show. Okay. So that would be the best course of action. <clears throat> yeah, that's the best course of action. Uh, I'm to call and tell a story. Can't wait to hear this story. Uh, one time. I went oh, he's to, smoking while he's telling the okay, story. Okay, so I was chilling in my house. It's Friday night. You know, you're looking for things to do. Check my Snap story. Somebody posts a fucking, uh, somebody posts a fucking, uh, hit me up for deets on the party kind of shit. Reply, get the address. This is somebody I went to elementary school with. Uh-huh. I'm not in college, but I'm like 22. I like how he's like, I'm not in college, but I'm like 22. I kind of figured he was in college. Yeah. So is that the way kids do it these days? Because I remember back in the day, you'd ask, you know, people would be like, hey, what's going on this weekend? Be like, oh, someone's parents are out of town, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And you word, word gets around. But is that how you do it now? It's like you're bored. You go on Facebook. You say he was looking at Facebook stories or Instagram story. Let me go back here. Ah, fuck it. it doesn't no? really matter. Okay. But uh, but he was saying like he went on mm-hmm. there and he saw that someone he went to elementary school with was having a party. So he yeah. hit him up and was like, "Send me the details." Yeah. The deets. That's how it works. You could do that, I guess. You know why not? These people don't want me at their party. Yeah. I would be like that creepy weird old man. But I'd be like be Louis your... C.K. just jacking they'd off be on your everybody because you went to elementary school with them. The people who went to elementary school with me have like a family. They're not having parties inviting oh, me over. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you know, there's a yeah. guy that I'm friends with mm. that lives in Culver City. Yeah, and I, you know, I went to high school. This guy never once had been invited to his house. Hmm. I mean, think hmm. about it. He's got like two kids. They're probably like ten and twelve. And yeah. He's got a wife. Do you really think he wants to bring me, you know, around like his family and his fa- and his friends, his professional friends, and be like, oh yeah, this is my friend I went to high school with. Well, of course not. I mean, I, just because you went to high school with somebody doesn't mean... I know. don't want to. I don't yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah. I'm not an yeah. ethic. He's a great guy. Yeah. And we do hang out mm. outside of that. And he says it's a good escape from his family I mean, to I'm, hang out with me. I'm friends with people who understandably don't want me in their house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame them for it. You know? I like how you're still friends with them, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do I work and I'm going to go to college once I you know, save up some money. But Jesus. show up, 
I'm what like pulling up study? to the fucking house. It's in like this is like a frat house on a college campus in Maryland. Do you remember that guy? That that guy it wasn't a guy. It was a character that used to write those. Um, he used to have a column in the Onion. He was like a stoner guy. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was his name? He had long hair. Yeah, yeah, and, and a that hat. face. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forget his name. And he drove like some kind of weird hatchback or something. He had a car, you know. I could. Th- I, yeah, I yeah. totally picture yeah. this guy. I kind of want to look that up. Yeah. That guy was great. <laughs> Remember the accountant that was all ghetto? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Herbert something. The smooth or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think it's like College Park or some shit. But apparently, like, within the five minutes of me pulling on the street and finding the house, somebody, like, got really drunk and cracked their head open and shit. And I had to, like... <laughs> park my car and, and run and hide from the police. Mm. It was pretty bad. Wait, what happened? Wait, <laughs> this is probably the most yeah. interesting part of the story. Yeah, yeah. Yet yeah. he sounds completely bored. Right, yeah. He's telling mm. okay, so he shows up at the house. Yeah. Finally yeah. gets to the party. Party's going off. But then somebody... I don't know, fell and cracked their head open or got into a fight and cracked their head open. I thought he was going to say I had to pull over and help the person. Instead, he's like, I had to pull over and hide from the cops. What happened? Wait a minute. He was leaving the party in his car? He just arrived. Oh, he just arrived. So I don't even think he got to enjoy the party. He just had to keep going because somebody cracked their head open? He said he showed up at the party and then somebody, I guess, cracked their head open. So yeah. the cops showed up. Okay. Or something. I don't know. I don't understand it. And uh, then I, uh, police left and the ambulance left and we decided to keep partying on because those were good. I'm at uh, two minutes and 31 seconds. I guess what good soldiers do. And, uh, you know, we. Well, he's like keeping time. Yeah, actually, Even that's the, that's yeah. one good thing yeah, yeah, about yeah. this guy's call. Partied on into Saturday because Saturday's for the boys. And look, I've been drunk all week, so. So somebody fucking hit their head and was leaking fucking gray matter all over the floor. But Saturday is for the boys, <laughs> so you just keep on partying. Partying. That's. Did they know this him? person yeah. that uh, is now brain damaged? Mm. Apparently he doesn't care. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the party's still alive. So, you know, I'll keep it sick, keep it wrong. I'm at two minutes and 54 seconds. I'll cut it short there, boys. Hey, fuck you, D. Hey, Harrison, you're pretty cool, dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I gotta say, it's not a party unless Mm. you have this guy there. Yeah, yeah. Spicoli. I guess so. Because yeah. Saturday's for the boys. Yeah. That guy, Jim Anchower. Jim Anchower, yeah. Jim Anchower. That's yeah. who this is. God. It's like, hey, man. Yeah. You know, I showed up and I'm like, let's keep partying, bro. <laughs> My favorite thing he said was, yeah. I'm saving some money. I'm going to go to college, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he's going to study? Animal husbandry. Yeah, no, I think that's. that's and maybe? Fair. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, know. I could see a mathematician. Goat haltering. <laughs> you know? Quanta, goat, quantum physics. Goat yoga. 
You know, yeah. I, I, I recently got invited to go to baby goat yoga. Baby goat? Oh, I've Lenora. seen that. Yeah, which you do yoga. With Lenore's doing that, yeah. where you like do yoga and there's a yeah. bunch of baby goats yeah. running around? And then this girl I'm seeing got a gig doing horse yoga. What's that? Shoot for a video. It's like, I don't know, you do yoga next to horses or something. Like you lean get, on the horses it. and you're doing yoga. I, I read it's a thing. that uh, it's now a thing. You do yoga with farm animals. It's like yeah, a big I read deal. about that. Like there's a, mm. I read somewhere in I think it's in New York. Mm. They're doing yoga with death metal and kittens. So there's kittens running around, mm. death metal playing, and everyone's Damn. doing yoga, and it's really right. popular. Seems like a good way to fucking accidentally squash a kitten. Yeah, you know? what if someone falls? Yeah, yeah. There's well, kittens running downward around. Dog, it's like, you're doing the downward dog, and then you squash a kitten. You're not going to crush a and horse. And then you're like, look, guys, I know this is sad, but Saturday's for the boys, all right? We got to keep on <laughs> yoga partying. I would yeah. love to have this guy at my party. Because you I know you have a bonafide, like a mm. successful party if this guy shows up. Do you think he brings anything with him uh, other <laughs> than just like his own vivacious self? Like, do you think he brings like a thing of Cheetos? I got some. I brought some Ritz crackers. I got some I ate, Cheetos. Like, well, it's like I ate one of the. You know, they rolls the Ritz crackers in there. One of them I ate already, but the rest of them are in there. Got some Cheetos, mm. some Milwaukee's best, mm. and this Jello parfait. <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to. Um, you know, I would like to have this guy be my like personal chronicler and just like follow me around. You know what I mean? Maybe you need a new life coach. And then just be able to like, hey, what happened? Like my James Boswell, you know? <laughs> he'll just follow me around and I'll be like, oh, yeah. And he'll recount everything. Yeah, but that, you know what? I think you're on to something. Yeah. This guy likes you already. Yeah. I think he should be your new life coach. This would be a great mm, life coach. You I don't do have to worry a, about it. It's I like, do you need know, a new life coach. Yeah, you slip up, you do a little co Does this guy have a name? Like, it's all right, man. Yeah. It's Saturday. It's for right. the boys. Yeah. <laughs> It's all good, bro. Yeah. Does this guy have a name or something? Or I'm going to call him Jim Anchower. Okay, Jim Anchower. Jim yeah. Anchower. There well, we go. Th well, thank you for that brilliant narrative. I was on yeah. the edge of my seat the whole time. A regular J.D. Salinger. Regular Cormac McCarthy over here. Yeah. Maybe seriously. that's what he should go to school for. Right. Yeah, master storytelling. <laughs> a monologist, you know? Yeah. You know, I saw yeah. the movie Mother last night. Not even half as interesting as that phone call. Mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat that whole... And, and it was under three minutes. I like how he just glosses over the most interesting parts. <laughs> you know? Doesn't matter, man. Yeah, so I was like trying to decide, like, should I get a GameCube or should I get like a PlayStation? And then like 9-11 happened. And I ended up getting Super Mario Galaxy and playing that later. Like that's what this is whole thing, you know? And I like this style. This is, a, this is a method of story. I want to know what his mom thinks about him drinking every night this week. She's going to kick you out of the house, yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. Watch out, pal. Yeah. You know? No, you're you going to end up having... beer on the shag carpeting in the basement. She's not going to like that. He's going to have to end up living in his 94 Toyota Corolla. Mm. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> People call us Cigar Hotline, 323-522-4032. Um, we have one email that came in from Callie. She writes... Dean Harrison, I uh, just want to say hello to you both. Attaching a photo, because I really love getting to meet one of my favorite podcasters. This is the photo uh, of yeah. the, the girl that you went to the drag con with. Oh, send me this photo. I don't have yeah, this photo. She said, yeah. I want to say hi mm. and hope you guys are doing well. Mm. Uh, Harrison, I really appreciate you letting me demo the friend for hire service and letting me take you to drag con and out to lunch while I was in L.A. Cole's Pub. 
It's a good play, a good spot. Yeah, good spot. She said it was A plus. Texas has been a real letdown so far after. Right, that. that's a good place to take somebody in L.A. Right, it's a fun. It's a good, it's yeah, a good spot. You ever go dip. to that uh, fancy drink bar? Murder in the Incorporated back? used to eat there. Yeah. What? There's Drink. like in the back room. There's like this really fancy cocktail lounge. Oh, I don't think I've been there. Yeah, is that, I forget mm. the name of it. Mm. Um, I love the podcast. So is my boyfriend. I guess it's only two people, but I know we're only a tiny number. If you got that Patreon going, we could both contribute. Oh, we do. Yeah, and she has. And she has. Well, thank yeah. you there, Callie. Appreciate yeah. that. Uh, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Most of all, take care. Yep. Yeah, yeah she's, she, um, she's a cool lady. She the, was uh, she's the friend for hire thing. Armed her, forces. Right? Uh, oh, she's in she's the military. In the, uh, military, yeah. Nice. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember I, I gave her, well, I didn't actually speak to her boyfriend, but I threw her, I gave her boyfriend a, a pep talk to pep talk? straighten up his act. Oh, nice. You know, he was taking it for granted. He was, a little relationship know. counseling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Get it together, you know. Not only friend, you're like a good friend for hire. I am. Yeah, yeah, it's like you do relationship counseling, companionship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's not bad. Well, thank you, Callie. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can email the show, signalonpodcasthotmail.com. Uh, as Callie did mention, uh, she was uh, wondering about the Patreon. We do have a Patreon. It's called patreon.com slash sickandwrong. You should sign up and become a patron today because you get tons of free shit. I'm serious. Yeah. We're actually giving away more content. So now we do Patreon-only content. So if you go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong, sign up for the $5 tier, you'll get one more story and a couple other phone calls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got an interesting phone call this week. It has to go with the Sick and Wrong song of the week. It's a tie-in. Okay. Um, I did play the one on the show because it's a little too long, but I felt like we have to do something with it. So put it on Patreon. Anyway, go to Patreon, help support the show, make it better Sick and Wrong for all of us. It's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. We also have a red bubble store if you want to go buy some uh, Sick and Wrong merchandise. It's sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Just click on it. takes you to red bubble. We have a bunch of designs up there. You can even buy a coffee mug with uh, Harrison's face on it. <laughs> Sick and Wrong Song true. of the Week was sent in from Jacob. He says, this is the enema song my brother and I made about getting a 13th birthday enema. So this guy sent this song in, Mm -hmm. and he also sent a four-part shit story. Hmm. Like four calls. Okay. Way too long for us to play on the show. Yeah. And not to mention, I mean, we have narratives from stoners that we have to get to. Yeah. Uh, But no, it was like, you know, we we asked you to call in and keep it under three minutes. This is like, yeah, it's like four, like an eight-minute phone call, so we're not going to play it. However... It's pretty fucking funny. Okay. So I want to play it somewhere. So we're going we're gonna to post it as a Patreon-only phone call. So if you're a member of Patreon, you can listen to this uh, four-part shit story. It's pretty epic. Um, but we are going to play the song here for the end of the show. He calls it Jizzy Jake's Enema Song. And I got to say, for I don't know how old this kid is. Maybe he's 14 or 13. It's a pretty fucking good song. Okay. Yeah, it reminds me of, do you remember that band Steel Pole Bathtub? Vaguely. From like a mid-90s, kind of kind of heavy, alternative technicals band. Reminds mm. me of that. It's in the vein mm. of that. Uh, very very 90s type of sound. So uh, thank you, uh, Jizzy Jake, for sending that in. And uh, people, if you want to listen to Jizzy Jake's actual anima story, you're going to have to go to Patreon for that. Uh, people, we'll be back next week with episode uh, 603. Till then, take Susie.
make sure it, I'm hearing you correctly. B O O Z E or B O O B S? Because yeah. as a woman, I'm, I'm, I'm. As in boobs, I believe completely in the First Amendment and in boobs. Those are the only two things I believe 100% in in this country. And by the way, Jamel has absolutely nothing here, to do with her background CNN, at all. He immediately, I, I did you notice that? He went straight to that. Yeah, you're, you're I, absolutely I, right. I did, guys, go, I did go straight to that. Why would you even it, say that live on national television and with a female host? Why I say it live on the radio all the time because it's true and that's what I do.